The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here. Welcome back to Killers Amongst Us, a production of iHeartMedia and Crime Online. Blooming Prairie, Minnesota, with a population of around 2,000. If you look at a picture of Blooming Prairie, Minnesota, it looks like Main Street of Mayberry. I don't know if you know about Andy of Mayberry, Andy Griffith, but I sure do. And I know all about Mayberry, not too far from Raleigh, in my mind, looks just like the real live Blooming Prairie, Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. So how does a man end up shot dead in his own property? His wife goes missing. I'm Nancy Grace killers amongst us joining me an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again first of all tess coster longtime friend of david and lois reese Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, anchor, Court TV. Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst to the stars, joining me from Beverly Hills. Cloyd Steiger, 36 years, Seattle PD and author. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University and author. Kalen Thompson, KIMT News 3, Rochester, Minnesota. Let's start at the very beginning with blooming Prairie. The city of Blooming Prairie is known for its historic downtown. There are tunnels underneath Main Street that were dug during the Prohibition era. The tunnels were used for making and peddling moonshine. This quiet town, with its old bones and its Midwest feel, went almost 30 years without having a murder. You are hearing our friend Aaron Bluey, Devil We Know podcast. You know, to me, when I look at Blooming Prairie... It looks like Andy of Mayberry, like nothing would ever go wrong there to Kellen Thompson. I guess you got a pretty low crime rate, huh? Right. You're completely right. It's like out of a movie. It's small town, Minnesota, 
close-knit community, you wouldn't think anything like that would happen here. You know, I'm looking at pictures of Blooming Prairie, Minnesota, and literally it reminds me of where my grandparents on my dad's side lived, Oglethorpe, Georgia. There was one main street. And at the end of the main mm-hmm. street, there's just a bunch of trees. <laughs> now, that's more than I had where I grew up in uh, middle Georgia. But I'm looking at, look at this, Jackie, the water tower in Blooming Prairie with the flag on it. Um, a- am I correct? There's only about 2,000 people there? Yes, you are correct. It's very small. And like you said, the water tower is right at the end of the main street, Um if you drive too fast, you might miss it, honestly. <laughs> well, I know this. It's been there since 1868. Uh, it was incorporated in 1874, and it's actually on the National Register of Historic Places. Now, here's the kicker, because before Prohibition, it was, let me just say, not dry. Okay, so it was a big city because of moonshine, but that's how long Blooming Prairie has been around population 2000 you know that's very important to the murder of david reese and the disappearance of his wife to you joseph scott morgan professor forensics jacksonville state university author of blood beneath my feet on amazon joe scott why is that critical to figuring out who murdered david reese and took lois hey nancy look with most homicides we think about people that are in our intimate circle, and you're talking about this beautiful place, uh, which to me, Minnesota is one of the prettiest states in the, in the union. It's absolutely gorgeous. Small town, you've got a limited number of people that are surrounding you. And so how many people would you actually have in your circle? I, 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 would, I would venture to guess that there are not that many homicides that take place in this pretty little you know, town. I'm looking at it. Cloyd Steiger, now you did 36 years Seattle PD, 22 of that as homicide detective. Author Seattle's Forgotten Serial Killer, Gary Jean Grant at CloydSteiger.com. Cloyd, now you're used to sleuthing and solving murders in Seattle. That's a far cry from Blooming Prairie. Blooming Prairie is the kind of town where the neighbors know when somebody doesn't show up for work. They notice when you don't bring your newspaper in from the from your driveway. Okay, they see it. That's a lot different from where you policed. Yeah, it's, this is Nancy. Uh, I look at the, I'm looking at the town myself right now. It's, I bet you they have had less than five murders in their entire history, if that many. I mean, so this is a really unusual thing and. The way you go about investigating this crime is going to be completely different because of that. So straight out to Tess Coster. Tess, how is it that you managed to meet up with Dave and Lois Reese? Uh, Lois and Dave came to Blooming Prairie, um, 2004, 2005, something like that. And we met them as the new people in town. It's a small town. There's not a stoplight. There's not a, a movie theater. It's just a close-knit group. So um, Dave liked to fish. My husband liked to fish. They got to know each other that way. We'd go have a beer at the Servicemen's Club or at J&H Liquor, um, run into him here and there. Then Dave start, opened his waxworm farm, which is right on their property. And Okay, right there. What is that? What's a waxworm? It is a little white worm that people fish with, usually panfish, so like sunfish, bluegills perch and yeah um lois 
opened a daycare. All the daycare moms and dads thought she was great. She was always a happy, fun, loving, very sweet, nice person. Uh, Happy-go-lucky person. Went bowling with the bowling. She was on the bowling team. The bowlers all loved her. In about 2010, we invited them as a couple, Dave and Lois, to come to our lake home along with some of our employees and their spouses. And she was just a wonderful guest. She brought steak for everyone, cleaned up afterwards, served us all breakfast. Uh, the guys all went out fishing. We went pontooning. Had a great time. Um, Dave had this infection, infectious laugh, so he was always fun to be around because he was uh, telling jokes and making everybody feel good and happy. So Dave and Lois show up for uh, a weekend at your lake house, and they're wonderful. Dave, fun to be around. Lois uh, brings steaks for dinner for everybody, gets up and fixes breakfast. Now, that's the kind of people you want to invite over. So this is what we know about Dave Reese. Take a listen to our friend Aaron Bluey, Devil We Know podcast. Dave decided to follow his dreams and open a bait shop in Rochester with a friend of his. His bait shop was very successful when he decided to sell the shop and open Prairie Waxworm Farm, which he owned with another friend. He had a true passion for the outdoors and was always fishing, hunting, or boating. The thing people remember most about Dave, however, is how he had a great sense of humor. Nancy, let me jump in here and say that is one of the things that people comment about David and Lois Reese is how well they were liked in the community. With me here in the studio, Jackie Howard. Jackie, what do you know? I know that Tess Coster and her family stepped in and helped David and Lois Reese a little bit more than what she said before. Let's listen to Amy Bennett Williams with the News Press. A year after they moved there, a fire tore through their home. Soon, donation cans appeared throughout downtown, and Rod and Tess Coster, who owned a Blooming Prairie used car lot, put the couple up on the second floor of one of their downtown buildings while the Reese's rebuilt. Dave served on the board of the local servicemen's club where the couple often grabbed meals. Lois went bowling with the gals at Bunkies, a vintage four-lane alley. She fit right in with all the bowling gals and I mean, was friendly to everybody in town. Lois set up a childcare business babysitting town children. Lois Reese was a daycare provider for a good friend of mine, uh, son, when he was little. She was uh, around the community more than he was. My friend used to talk about taking his little boy out to her place, and he thought she was a nice lady. I mean, and so did I think most of the people in mm -hmm. town. Smiley and warm-seeming appeared to love her young charges. Caring for others was part of her identity. Lois and Dave may have been from somewhere else, but they fit comfortably into the life of Blooming Prairie, which embraced them. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Dave served on the board of the local servicemen's club where the couple often grabbed meals. Lois went bowling with the gals at Bunkies, a vintage four-lane alley. She fit right in with all the bowling gals and and was friendly to everybody in town. Lois set up a childcare business, babysitting town children. Lois Reese was a daycare provider for a good friend of mine's uh, son when he was little. She was uh, around the community more than he was. My friend used to talk about taking his little boy out to her place and he thought she was a nice lady. I mean, and so did I think most of the people in mm-hmm. town. Smiley and warm seeming appeared to love her young charges. Caring for others was part of her identity. Lois and Dave may have been from somewhere else, but they fit comfortably into the life of Blooming Prairie, which embraced them. So I'm getting a picture of what life is like for this couple. Um, Joining me, friend of the Reese family, Tess Coster. Ashley Wilcott, let me go to you, judge, trial lawyer, anchor court TV at ashleywilcott.com. It's really hard for me to reconcile this happy picture and this beautiful little town of 2000 blooming prairie in minnesota and know for a fact that he david reese is shot dead and lois goes missing well automatically with those facts it's suspicious and you know what it makes me think is who has come in to this beautiful little quaint town and done such a crime and i would go directly in my mind towards kidnapped, taken, absconded with his wife. None of this makes sense. And it paints a very um, unwelcoming picture of some someone coming in to this beautiful place and committing not one, but two crimes. Dr. Bethany Marshall, it's like murder in Mayberry. You just don't see it coming. It's like, uh, I, I always compare it to Scott Peterson in a different way, because there were many people that thought Scott Peterson was handsome. I mean, he was a, a golf pro. He was a star in high school. I think he may have had a golf scholarship, roomed with Phil Mickelson at college. Beautiful wife, beautiful home. I was at their home many, many times. And then suddenly his wife turns up dead. Okay, people would look at Scott Peterson and think, impossible. Why? Many people think he's handsome, he's smart, college degree, great job, great personality. He would never do this. That's what it feels like when you look at Blooming Prairie, you're like, "Uh uh-uh, no. Who would kill him and take away Lois? Why is that so hard for us to take in? Well, Nancy, you're right. The facts just don't add up. The beautiful town, if, if it were a larger city, you might think about a crime of opportunity, but this is this bucolic setting with very few people, everybody knows each other. If just one spouse uh, was killed or had gone missing, you would look at the other spouse, right? You would begin to think about, you know, was there attention or 
in the marriage, had somebody taken out a life insurance policy, something like that. But here, one spouse is shot, the other goes missing. If the husband was shot and the wife was left alone, I would have thought, you know, he, he started this new business, the, uh, the wax, waxworm farm. Um, I would wonder, you know, was there a lot of cash in the business? Had a employee come and tried to, like a disgruntled employee who was angry at Dave or there was a lot of cash and an employee wanted access to it. But then just Dave would have been shot. Here you have one partner shot and the other one goes missing. There's no pattern I can think of that matches up with this crime. You know, Blooming Prairie, the crime rate, is 11 times lower than the national average. 11 times lower. Take a listen to our friend Aaron Bluey. After a couple of weeks, Dave's coworkers finally decided to call the police to report him missing. He hadn't been seen or heard from. One of Dave's friends told the police that they received an odd text message from Dave. The content of the message wasn't what seemed off. What was striking to the friend was the fact that the message used punctuation. Dave never used punctuation, not even a period whenever he wrote a text message or an email. On March 23, 2018, after receiving the missing persons report, the police discovered Dave's body in the bathroom of his home. The investigator and coroner weren't able to pinpoint the exact time or date that Dave died. His cell phone was found on the kitchen counter. Police believe that Dave probably had been dead when his friend received the text message. Whoa! Straight out to Kalen Thompson, KIMT News 3, Rochester, Minnesota. Kalen, so a couple of weeks pass, he's not showing up to the worm farm, and... For a while, nobody was worried because they had gotten a text message from him. I'm the same way. When I text, no punctuation, no capitals, nothing. You know, I try to do a couple of spaces between sentences. I speak in broken English because it's just, you know, like shorthand. I get it. If I wrote a full-on sentence with capitals and punctuations, Jackie here in the studio would know somebody had my phone because I would not be doing that. So tell me about the discovery of his body. What do we know what the cause of death is, Kellen? Sure. Well, this brings us to Saturday, March 24th. Um, as the weekend anchor, we have the scanners going in the newsroom. And it's one of my jobs to kind of keep an ear on that as I'm producing the show, just to make sure we don't miss anything as far as news goes. And we were hearing about a death investigation in Dodge County and the Prairie Wax Worm Farm address was being relayed from law enforcement. So I was thinking, okay, we better send someone out there. So this is Saturday night, it's dark, it's so cold in Minnesota. I think there's possibly still snow on the ground as well. So we send a reporter out there to Prairie Wax Worm Farms on Highway Highway 218, just outside of Blooming Prairie in Dodge County. And of course she wasn't able to get any information at the scene, but she did get video possibly not the highest of quality just because of how dark it was. But that's all we knew at that point was there was law enforcement on scene and it was suspicious activity going on in that small town of Blooming Prairie. So then Sunday rolls around. I was able to make some calls, but of course nothing really came out of that still tight lipped. 
And then Monday rolls around March 26th. And as a reporter, I was assigned to go to Blooming Prairie that day to see what I could go find out. So I made the 40 minute drive from Rochester, Minnesota to Blooming Prairie and drove up to the Prairie Waxworm Farms. And of course there was law enforcement still on scene. So I was able to grab video and then I made my way down to Main Street to see maybe what I could rake up there. And as I was going from business to business, it was pretty certain early on that I wasn't really going to get much from this community. They were pretty tight lipped and they did not say much. However, I was able to get one business owner on camera. However, I wasn't able to identify her and I couldn't show her face. I just had to record her hands, but she knew of what had kind of went down as far as what happened at the prairie waxworm farm of just there was suspicious activity there and when i did ask her if she knew of the reese family she said she did from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Guys, I'm looking, and, and you could do it too, I'm looking right now at the address, and I can see the home, I can see the wax worm farm and the home are on the same place, right? Yes. Is that right, Kellen? That's correct. So he had his wax worm farm, I guess, out behind his home, and it is beautiful. There's all green grass, beautiful trees all around. It's like rolling country. And I bet that was a big surprise, Kellen Thompson, when you suddenly hear there's a lot of police activity at 75859 US 218 Blooming Prairie. Like, what the hey? What was your first thought when you heard that? Right. Well, when I pulled up to the scene and because I had never been to the Prairie Waxworm Farm. So when I pulled up, I was like, oh, there's a house right next to it. And then there were law enforcement vehicles there and like you said you're just like well this isn't supposed to be happening here this just doesn't look right i'm looking at a 360 degree view and behind the home i can see there's plowed up earth there's a big field behind it and 360 degrees you don't see anything but in the distance a farm and in the distance, away from the house, across the street, is a railroad track. I mean, you don't see anything. 
And that means a lot, too. Straight out to you, Joe Scott Morgan, what does that mean to you? There's nothing else around. Yeah, who, who would want to go out to a location like this and perpetrate a crime? I mean, this is the height of isolation, Nancy. You know, the- you got to see it, Joe Scott. Go to Zillow.com. I will. That's where I get all my info. It's 75859 U.S. Highway 218, Blooming Prairie. It's just like Kellen Thompson is telling us from KIMTV. And you can do a 365, 360 degree, and it's uh, a, about a 2,500-square-foot home, three-bedroom, two-bath, single-family, and it's it's very pretty on this beautiful property. Okay, I butt it in. Go ahead. No, I mean I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, when I was little, my papa raised horses. You know, we we had a farm, if you will, and it was isolated. Nancy, you have to. It's not someplace you show up by accident. Is what I'm saying. You have to be purposed in going there. And so when I begin to hear about cases like this, and I think about things like this, the first thing that comes to mind is well. Somebody did this that knew this gentleman. Somebody did this that had a very familiar relationship with him, and that or somebody that had a a a grudge, uh, yeah, or some sort of disagreement. Because this is not random. I can tell you that right now. And, and to you, Kellen Thompson, KIMT News Three. What can you tell me about the caliber? I mean, this guy wasn't shot just once. He was killed many times over, right? Sure. Well, for investigators, we learned that it was a twenty-two caliber gun, and he had multiple gunshot wounds. Whoa. And where was he on the property, Kalen? Was he, wasn't he in his bathroom? Yes. The investigator said that he was found on the bathroom floor. And look, when you hear waxworm farm, granted, I didn't know what the test cost tried to explain to me about it. Now I know what she's talking about because whenever I take the twins fishing, we have to go get bait. Um, you know, worms, waxworms can be very profitable up to like uh, almost $10 a pound. Okay, so you raise the worms, you can make money off of them. Dr. Bethany Marshall joining me, psychoanalyst joining us out of Beverly Hills at drbethanymarshall.com. What does that tell you that there were multiple shots in the bathroom with a small caliber, a 22? But let's start with the multiple shots. Well, They killed him many times over. This is what we call overkill, Nancy. And so whenever there's a case of overkill, you have to consider certain factors. Um, the first thing I always think of is methamphetamine because that can cause overkill if the perpetrator is on some kind of drugs, PCP, uh, crystal, crystal meth, whatever words you want to use. This, these types of drugs cause an enormous amount of energy and an enormous amount of rage. But I do not think that Blooming Prairie is the meth capital of the world, so I would have to rule that one out. The second would be extreme ragefulness, that whoever did this was extremely enraged at Dave. But that doesn't make sense either because everybody in this town knew each other. So if somebody had a grudge or something like that against them, I think that somebody in this town would know. So again, this crime is not fitting any pattern that is familiar to me. 
It just seems very mysterious. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Dr. Bethany Marshall. The very first crime on the books to you, Ashley Wilcott. You're a judge and trial lawyer, Court TV anchor, AshleyWilcott.com. The very first murder we know of, Cain and Abel. And they were in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. So grudges happen even in small towns. Absolutely. And to me, what this means, in the bathroom, close range, multiple shots, is that clearly this is somebody who had a grudge, who knew him. And you know what? It doesn't matter where you live, what you do, what you have, what you don't have, anybody can be a victim of a crime. Well, here's another thing. What about this fact to you, Cloyd Steiger, 36 years Seattle PD, CloydSteiger.com, multiple gunshots, the guy shot in his bathroom and his cell phone. Isn't that right, Kaylin Thompson, K-I-M-T, his cell phone was there on the kitchen counter? Yes, I believe so. What about that? What do you make of the multiple gunshot wounds, Cloyd Steiger? Well, what I'd want to know looking at that is not just multiple, but where on his body are they? Because, like, shots to the face uh, generally make it a more personal attack. So I'd want to know, was he shot multiple times in the face? Uh, that would be someone who was angry at him. Or was it just because they had a twenty-two and they had to keep shooting him to kill him? Uh, and then the, the phone on the – we know that the person – probably tested with that phone. So, of course, you're going to want to check that for touch DNA and see what you can find from that. Guys, we're talking about the multiple gunshot murder. Uh, the life of the party, David Reese, living happily with Lois Reese. They've got children that have moved away. Why would anybody do that? And where is Lois Reese? Take a listen to Kaylin Thompson, our friend at KIMT. Deputies were at the Prairie Wax Worm Farm Saturday night. I'm told Reese lives where Dodge County authorities are investigating. Just right outside of town. Is it next to that Prairie Wax Worm Farm? Yes. Yep, the house is located on the same property. Many versions of the story of what people think happened are going around town. But one thing is for certain. It's a situation affecting the entire community of Blooming Prairie. I had gone to bed Saturday night thinking about what a wonderful community this is because we had our um, Blooming Prairie Education Foundation auction. And then the next thing I know, I hear this and it's just, yeah, it just seems unreal for our little community. Authorities are asking for your help in locating Reese. He's dead. She is missing. Where is Lois Reese? And who gunned down David Reese in the bathroom of his own home? Nancy Grace, Killers Amongst Us, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 